Good evening, good evening, everybody in the podcast world. It has been a long couple days. Um, definitely pretty tired right now, but it's all good. We got some good stuff to talk about. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed the last podcast I did. I listened in talking a lot about finding your identity, finding out and evaluating who you are as a person, what it is you stand for, and what it is you're going to do with that as far as, you know, who you're going to connect with, who you're going to choose to be. You know, there's just a lot of identity there and a lot of hard truths that you need to really look at yourself and really establish, you know, is this who I really want to be or is this where I want to fit? Um, I, I listened to a fantastic podcast episode today from uh, Andy Frasilla's, uh Real AF, I believe. Um, uh, and the guest he had on there, one of them said something super just impactful and it was, uh, it, it just fit really well with, with where I'm transitioning to with this topic of, of identity to goal setting is, are you trying to fit whatever, you know, X is in your life, you know, like whatever, um, whether it's a job or a hobby or, you know, or, or um, really anything, a, a group you know, are you trying to fit it into your life or are you trying to fit um, or is it trying to fit to you? Something to really think about there. Um, so into this one, we're going to be talking about goal setting. And again, transitioning from identifying you, who you are, what you like to do, uh, maybe what you need to do better um, because nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, uh, and perfection is, is far from ever to be attainable. Uh, however, that doesn't mean we should live in mediocrity. That doesn't mean we should allow ourselves to uh, slide by or you know, skate through something or, or do subpar work, um, even though subpar as a golf term I think is actually good. Um, but we need to realize that saying something is, you know, below the average means you're just not trying or you're choosing to do some things, but maybe not do the hard thing. You know, that one thing, or maybe that one more rep, that one more set, that's really going to put you over the edge into, into just a really good, good place. Um, so now that you've evaluated you, what are you going to do with it? Where are you going to take yourself in any point of life? Cause that's, you know, the greatest thing that, um, any, any trainer, uh, really any person really they should teach in you know, high school is the greatest piece of human evolution that it's proven throughout the ages is that, uh, if we choose to, we as human beings are fully adaptable. Our bodies can adapt to almost any friction, any hardship that comes up we will figure out a way gets cold. Well, we're going to build it. We're going to figure out how to build a fire. We're going to, we're going to kill some more animals, uh, for sustenance, uh, for their furs. Um, maybe get some whale blubber for insulation or oil, you know, like in, in any facet climber place, the human body either as an individual or community has learned how to adapt. And we wouldn't think about some of those more drastic measures nowadays. And, you know, especially if some of us are living in more uh, first world countries um, or even those that, you know, uh, maybe not have 
all of the privilege and entitlements that, that we definitely enjoy here in this country. Um, but at the same time, due to their environment and circumstance, they are learning how to adapt and overcome their, 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 whatever is placed in front of them. It could be anything, anything. If you put your shoulder to the wheel and you put your head down and you, you think about it hard enough, you're going to figure out a way. The body will adapt. You know, I, I, a really good example on this as far as adaptation is, um, I was talking to somebody today and it's, what's frustrating for like myself sometimes is we're going to, we're going to talk about um, physical fitness here for um, this example is, you know, there are so many aspects of every, every type of fitness out there. And I find them fascinating and I love them and I, and I really try to do my best to do it all. The hard part is my time is so limited that I really do have to pick and choose what it is I train or how I'm going to train, how I'm going to tackle the desire to do it all. You know, I love these pieces um, from the cross training world. I love these, you know, heavy lifts from the powerlifting. I love the, you know, the um, really huge test of strength and grit that we see in strongmen. I love endurance aspects from you know, more of the calisthenic sports, you know, like Ironmans and Marath and just runners. There are all these pieces in the world that um, some people specialize in and then other, you know, maybe others like myself, like we're just trying to find a way to do it all. And some people are like, well, CrossFit's the way. I was like, well, you know, your standard box is not, you know, going to be it. And that's just being honest. Like there are just places out there or, or even other global gyms where it's just a standard group class and you're going to see some benefits and it's going to be fitness and health related anyway. So it's going to be fantastic for you. Um, but you can't tell me and look at me in the face and say that the top tier uh, CrossFit athletes are just doing a wad a day. Maybe for recovery, maybe it's a pretty big, you know, whatever it is. Sure. But they're working their butts off to be in the level of shape that they are. And that's their desire. And that's the great part is they've been able to fit CrossFit into their life and them to it, you know, so they've, they've worked this relationship both ways. So what's great about this is it's the transition of the new year here pretty soon. We've got like what, one, one week left. Yeah. One week, less than a week. I'm a liar. Just about a week. Um, and we're going to be in somewhere new and some people are going to be like, maybe they'll be posting all oh, like new me, new year, new me or new you. And you know, 2021 is going to be, you know, way better. You know, what's funny about that. Let's all flip our minds back to at the start of 21, myself included. And I was like, man, 2020 is going to be a great year. Um, I would finally gotten out of uh, just decided to get out of the, the global sphere of commercial gyms realized that, you know, it just wasn't my place, didn't jive, uh, had been training my own clients and building uh, my base repertoire, and then finally built up enough revenue to uh, get my own little place. And things were great. February 1st, opened the doors, great exposure, good things going, a lot of referrals. And then March 1st rolls around, and now we're in quarantine status. People don't know what to think. People don't know where to go. All they know is they're whatever they were going to do, whatever they thought they were going to do. Um, everybody put that cautious foot forward. Everyone, you know, 
hey, let's listen to the guidance. Let's do what we need to do. Like, you know, we banded together in, in those, that I would say that first month, month and a half for sure. Um, I adapted, luckily worked hard, built up enough savings to, to pay my bills, pay my lease. Um, even though they still required it, even though we were supposed to be shut down, I figured it out. So when we go into 2021, you know, it's going to be as good a year. And this is a good part. This is what, you know, this just popped in. 2021 is going to be as good a year as you make it, as you choose to make the year. So regardless of what happens, that's not in our control, whatever the government decides to do, whatever your local state representatives decide to do, you know, there are things that are definitely out of our realm of what we can and cannot impact. And that has to be an honest talk. Like there's just things you're just not going to, I cannot control another person's actions or choices. It's just not, we're, we're put on this world um, with our agency to choose for ourselves, good or bad. Okay. Um, and so due to that, the, at the end of the day, the only person that you can change and influence for change is yourself. Now, if you're in a family uh, or have a significant other, I hope that you're working together. I hope that you're evaluating yourself and not nitpicking on your partner um, or your loved one or whoever and nitpicking them when you really should just be looking at yourself. Develop yourself for, for betterment. And then in time and in turn, it will better your unit. We're going to get more of that here in a little bit. So this whole... 2021, as good as you make it to be, no matter what happens, no, no matter the, the doors slammed in your face, the walls that are thrown up, the, the, gap, the, the surfaces that are kind of put in your way, you have to find a gap. You have to find a way to still obtain what it is you need to, um, especially small business owners. We are going to probably continue to need to buckle down and adapt and overcome. Uh, also on that recent episode of, of, uh, real AF, the, the other phrase that kind of stuck out is, you know, entrepreneurs and small business owners, um, in, in, I'm going to paraphrase, but they need to be pretty savage people. And I don't mean that as, um, like bad or unethical practices or immoral choices as far as like how to, how to get success. What I mean is you have to essentially look at your business like you're going to war um, to build your brand and to, to build your, your, your empire, essentially. You need to be doing everything you can to look at every avenue and tool available to you as a resource to succeed. A lot of the ways that I'm trying to adapt in my, in, in my own business with the gym, uh, in some of the um, things that I offer as far as programs and online clients and, and in person and then hybrid people, you know, all across the board is I, I figured out that, you know, my biggest lacking is not the product that I, I give, I can give somebody, but it's how I can give it to them. What are the, the, the tools and resources out there to make my job more streamlined and make the experience for the consumer like tenfold? Cause that's what it is, is, especially as a small business owner within a consumer based industry, what is it you're doing for the consumer? IE as a person, an individual, what is it you're doing for yourself to then impact positively the lives of others? 
Um, so moving in is as you transition to what it is you're going to do better, what it is you're going to work harder at, what it is you're going to tighten up in your life. And, and if you've set some goals, make sure that they're, they're smart goals. And that's an acronym. Um, smart being, make sure it's a specific goal. So uh, let's see, I just picked up a, a, a newer client not too long ago. Uh, we're going to say his name's Dave. Okay. So Dave um, wants to definitely lose weight. Um, really good dude. He's tried a lot of things in the past. So for his goals, his, his main thing is he wants to lose weight, but at the same time he realizes, Hey, if he ends up shredding off that fat, but maintaining a high amount of muscle, he's fine. If really his, his weight only drops 20 pounds or 25 pounds rather than say 50, but that's still goal. He has a quantifiable and a measurable goal to, to obtain. So it's very specific. So he wants to lose 50 pounds. Okay. He's very specific. Uh, M, measurable. Can we measure the progress or the steps we have to take to make sure that happens? Okay, sure. We're probably going to work together for sure for about 12 weeks. That's fantastic. That gives me enough time to set a baseline, which we have already for his nutrition. And every week he's going to check in and we're going to see based off this baseline and this food, this nutritional guidance I give him, how does his body react? How is it that um, it's supplementing not only his, his active lifestyle as a law enforcement officer, how is it impacting his energy as a father? How is it impacting his performance in the gym uh, and, and really his life, all aspects of it? So measuring out what needs to happen for the, him to lose those 50 pounds. Is it um, attainable? Yeah, it, it definitely is. Where he's at with, with the scans he's given me and, and the readings and everything that he's kind of kept tracked over, I would say the last six months, he's done his due diligence to kind of see where his numbers are at. He tried to do it on his own and then realized, hey, I need to reach out to a professional. I was more than happy to help Dave. So it's definitely attainable. In 12 weeks, you know, depending on what happens, yeah, we can lose that. I've definitely had clients lose 20 plus pounds in eight weeks. Okay. And that wasn't even doing anything crazy. Um, is it realistic? Yes. Realistic. Is it timely? Can we do it in a timely manner? Yeah. In, in 12 weeks, or maybe, you know, depending on what happens as far as uh, his schedule shifts, uh, maybe the stress level, because, Hey, you just found out he, uh, he and his wife are pregnant with baby number two. That can cause a lot of stress. I've got two kids of my own. Trust me. There are a lot of extra stressors that happen in life that we cannot foresee. Again, one of those things that can be out of our control. When you're with somebody, married or not, if you're going to conduct yourself in certain relations and not take the proactive step to put certain contraceptive measures in place and a baby happens, like, look, Bob, you got to take responsibility. And that's my, my, that's my pure opinion on it. And again, that's part of developing you, knowing that you have the honor and integrity to you know, face the consequences of your actions, good or bad. So Dave, thank you for the example of, of helping us explain SMART goals. So specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Okay. Something that would be the opposite of Dave's example would be somebody that says, I want to lose 50 pounds in six to eight weeks. Now, depending 
on the person and how much they're going to listen to somebody, sure, it could be done. But I don't, and I believe I speak for a lot of other trainers, is it should not be done. I would say outside of certain people that are like uh, bodybuilder comp, whereas at the same time, though, like, I don't know, I've never done a bodybuilding competition, but I would believe if you're six weeks out, you may already be close to not having to drop that 50 pounds. You might only have to drop like 20, which is doable. I, I've seen it done. Um, but if somebody wants to lose 50 pounds and they're pretty far gone, um, I cannot in good conscience guarantee those results with, without being able to guarantee sustainability afterwards. And this is the realm we fall into. A lot of people live and die by the scale and the scale can be one of the biggest liars. Um, there's a fantastic, um, uh, bodybuilding athlete that actually lives in this area. There's actually quite a few. Um, and, and I, I really appreciate the post that she makes. Um, well, I'll just say angel backers. Um, if you, if you look her up, um, she's, she's a, I've met her quite a handful of times, especially when I went to the IMCA, super hardworking, super dedicated. I love the post that she makes when she shows when she was on those crash diets or, you know, salads all the time and low carb and sure she was lean, but in all honesty, it didn't look healthy and she's very open about that. And here she is, um, just putting in the work like many other um, athletes around here, just putting it in. And she honestly weighs, uh, she, I, I'm not gonna put a number on it um, because I don't have it up right now, but she weighs more than she did when, you know, she was following all the crap, you know, the, you know, the fad diets and the extreme things and the cleanses and, you know, all this other stuff. She weighs more than when she was doing all of those things that, you know, all those gurus out there talk about, but yet now she, she's got great muscle mass on her. And, and when I say a bodybuilding athlete, I, I'm not talking like one of those, you know, uh, you know, Olympia level, um, fe uh, athletes, a female or male. Cause I mean, they both look just like Olympia status. They're there for a reason. Um, but she's greatly muscle mass, very well developed conditioned, like, and you know what? She's eating like twice as more, much more as she ever did before. But you know what the difference is? It's knowing how to eat, what to eat. Extreme measures. Again, this comes back to if somebody's living or dying by the scale, if this is, if this is you out there, if you're listening and you're living and dying by what that scale says every day or every week, and you're not specifically working toward a goal and actively pursuing that with fitness and nutrition, you need to just throw your scale out. Cause honestly, like the way I train people, especially if they're working towards goals, um, which you always should be, but how do you look? How do you feel? Are you recovering? Nine times out of 10, if those three are positive, they're not really going to be bothered by what the scale says. Cause they're going to have the energy for for their life, for their job, for the workouts. They're gonna have, they're gonna look great because their clothes are gonna fit better. Heck, I've had one client, one of my OG client, she's awesome. She works her butt off 
and I whoop her really bad. She, she earns that time in the gym. I am so happy when I, when she tells me, Hey, I went out and I bought some new clothes because they fit me better. That's a confidence booster to her. Someone that came from just wearing big baggy shorts or, or pants or baggy, baggy shirts to, to hide. And now she's wearing clothes that are fitting. That's freedom. That's someone that's gaining more confidence with their body. That's someone learning sustainability habits for the longevity. She wasn't about the quick fix. The quick fix isn't going to fix what you've done to your body for the last five to 10 years. Let's be honest. Look at yourself in the mirror. If you're having a question of whether you're fat or not, guess what? You're fat. Okay. And that's hard. That's hard to hear. That's hard to, to witness unto yourself about. But until you break that mental barrier, it's not going to happen. You're not going to dig down deep enough to make a change. And a crash diet, a fad thing is not the answer. I've tried to work with people before and many other trainers have the same issue is, you know, you know, the product you deliver works, you know, how and why, and you try to share that. And because they don't see a fast result within three, four weeks, they're just going to go off and do their own thing. And I've had someone straight up to my face, like, you know, I'm just going to go do low carb again because I saw the scale move. I'm like, why dude? I mean, I didn't really say that immediately. I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to support that decision. You can still choose to do what you want. Um, but in my mind, I, you know, and I told him, I was like, well, just remember like the path we're on right now, your strength is going up. You have more energy than you've ever had for your, your life, your job and workouts. You're, do, you're, you're almost, I mean, he was adding in the workouts, but essentially he was doubling the amount of work he was putting himself through three days a week. On top of that, he could tell that his body was recovering faster. He wasn't as sore as he was the first week and after two weeks. That third week and fourth week, we were cruising. There was so much more I could put him through because he was just recovering. He was listening to me. But because that scale wasn't moving, he stopped listening to some of the things I was saying. The thing is, the scale was moving. It just wasn't moving fast enough. You, you can't rush greatness. Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, the, the great pyramids, the, the temples and cities down in South America, you know, really anywhere in the world, they, they weren't built fast. And if they were, they, they, then they weren't built right. There's a reason the things that are still standing are still standing. It took time. It took quality. And if you're not going to take the same measures, the same facets and basics, and apply it to yourself as a human being, it's going to be a long, hard road. And you need to realize that. Do it right. Um, just like, you know, yeah, I really can't come up with another example. There's really nothing else to beat a dead horse on there, uh, on that one. Um, again, sustainability. If you learn it, it's going to equal longevity. And sometimes your goals will change. That's, a, that's again, going back to adaptability of the human body and the human mind. We're always growing. Never judge somebody because they're changing. It just shows your own insecurities. It shows my own insecurities if I do that. And I'm very aware of the way I think about, you know, I get called out a lot of times. And then in my mind, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm purposely like allowing myself to go down this hole, which is worse. But learn sustainability. And if you're going to adapt to a new goal, learn what, you know, set up some more smart goals. What is it that's going to, that it's going to take to put you in that realm? You know, where you want to be, what you want to do, you know, like I go do, you know, 
again, with fitness you, or military, okay? You, you want to go do a certain type of competition, okay? You want to go do a powerlifting, you don't know what it is that you're going to need to do for your, your weight class, maybe see what the other competitors are doing, or just go there and, and, and have that be your PR day. Set, set your programming up or have someone set your programming up so that you peak on that competition day. Same thing with, you know, the, the, the strongman stuff, like that stuff. I, I really need to go witness like a, like a competition of that in person. Like I've watched a few, but, um, I've got a, I've got a friend, a fellow Marine that, um, I think he's rated as Missouri's strongest man now. Um, but just watching him train. And again, I've talked about him before, uh, Jake, if you're listening, um, he, I like, I'm, I just, I love it. I just get excited. Cause I'm like, dude, that's insane. Like that amount of weight and what he's doing with it. Um, it's just awesome. But the same thing goes, you know, he is, he's super, super strong. And he's, but the thing is he spent years developing his central nervous system and his, and his muscular density to do those things. And he gets injured. Yeah, sure. But that's also the price, the price of, of greatness, of pushing your body to its limits. You're going to adapt, but it's going to come with some, some alleys along the way. You have, to, you have to accept that. Nothing is going to come easy and nothing's going to come without sacrifice, no matter what it is. Trust me, you want to have a great relationship? Guess what, dude? You're going to have to swallow your pride and not be so selfish. And honestly, I, some women may be that way. However, like most of you dudes out there, like myself, you're pretty pigheaded. Let's just, let's just be straight up with that. Okay. It's, it's not all about the man card or laying down the law. You know, if you find a good enough partner, I've been super blessed in my life. Again, we're not perfect. There's a lot of things that we're still working on. And that's the beauty. Like we've been together six years. Yes. <laughs> six years. Um, lately it's been a lot better than the last two or the, the, the first two. First two were rough. Okay. Um, you come from different worlds and you have to learn how to adapt. And again, in some regards, I'll admit I was pretty pigheaded on things. I was pretty blind on how to adapt. I was also raised in a family of only boys, you know, to be honest, outside of dating, like I didn't know how to really live with another female. I don't know. It's just what it is. But we change, we adapt, we overcome, we become aware, we listen to those closest to us. What's going to be our network? What's going to be our community, our tribe? Um, build it, develop it. Don't just join a tribe and then sit back and, and essentially soak in what everybody else is doing. You have to contribute. <sighs> Where are we going with here? Um, oh, no, this is perfect, actually. My brain knows where my notes are going. Um, you have to contribute. Your family, your significant other, that is your unit. That is the most base foundational unit um, in the world, in any community. That is a microcosm community right there. Either you and your significant other or you and your family, you know, with kiddos. And you especially as rough and as dark as this world is further getting and the further that we pull away from, you know, more of those traditional values of the family, of supporting the family, of, of just building togetherness and unity and, and trying to make things better for the next generation. The more we pull away from that, the harder it's going to be to keep these families tight and strong. And so it takes strong parents, moms and dads to, work on themselves, but be, be there for each other. And that's going to come with sacrifice. There's going to be a lot of things. And there's been a lot of things that like I can no longer do now. I have to step away from her. I had to give up. I had to give up 
certain dreams, certain goals that I was extremely passionate about, very driven to do. And I realized in the end, my family would suffer for those. And it's just something I had to come to grips with and I had to make that choice. So I had to do what I needed to do to continue to be a present part of my family's life. So with that example, you as a unit uh, with your significant other, if that's, if that's just your unit, base unit, develop yourself as an individual within your, as you continue to develop your identity, as you develop yourself of what you're going to do to make that, that better is honestly develop yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. If that's, you know, a, a wheelhouse of yours, um, all of those things will add more concrete foundation within your life to better develop you to solidify who you are as a growing entity within this world. Physically, be honest. You feel better when you're more physically fit from where you were. I'm not saying everyone has to look like that magazine cover model because sometimes that's unattainable. And a lot of those people, it's just, that's ex everything that they do. And a lot of us, we have to balance families, work, X whatever hobby, okay, quote unquote. And something that's lifting. And that's the only three things we can do. And that's where we have to be. So we don't always have the time to be competition ready, be show ready, you know, do all these other things unless we fit it into our life. We want to make it a part of who we are. Okay. So again, there's that symbiotic relationship between these two things. So physically, you, I mean, we say this a lot um, and we hear this on other podcasts and other people say it, but you know, work out to look good naked. You feel good about yourself. And honestly, you do it for your significant other. You know, like I like walking by a mirror and knowing that, hey, I look pretty good. I also hope that when I walk through the house, my wife looks at me like, dang, he's been doing more squats. And I have, all right? I've been working really hard on squats, on deadlifts, on RDLs, trying, okay? Certain things I was not blessed well with. All right, you know what I mean? Not to beat a dead horse on it, but do it for you. Do it to feel better about yourself. Emotionally, especially when you start pairing yourself with a significant other or a partner, not always are you on the same emotional level. And you have to realize that you're two different people. Two different people can very easily compete with each other, but at the same time, two people can very easily come together as well. And there's an emotional level of, of adapting to that person where you don't need to lose who you are and how you react to things. Like there's just things as far as um, being from the East coast, I'm extremely blunt with to the point that maybe it comes across rude or uncaring. And I am aware of that. Uh, but it's also just a part of who I am uh, just being very straight and to the point. Um, but I, you know, I don't look for confrontation if confrontations that there, if, if you don't have beef, beef with me and it's not something that needs to be addressed, then I'm, I'm just not going to care. Um, and I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to just kind of say whatever and move on. Cause, uh, especially as a person, I just, I don't have time for the BS. I've got a thousand other things going through my mind. Like all of you probably do. And the more drama that you can just kind of cut out of your life that shows maturity as well. Like you just, I don't have time for it. 
that's your problem, not my problem until you make it my problem, then it will be your problem because now I have to deal with it and I have to deal with you. Um, so emotionally, like, again, that's kind of like standing firm with who you are, but also being emotionally adaptable to be empathetic and sympathetic, um, especially to your significant other. Like I could care less how maybe my feelings come across to anyone outside um, besides my wife and my, probably my closest friends and, and brothers in the core. Um, and they will get more of me than, than probably anybody else. Um, other than that, I'm a pretty reserved person. Um, I'm not going to show you more than I think you need to know. Um, and on top of that, that goes with mentally. Where's your mental headspace? I ask people a lot when they're, when people are struggling with something or, or if I don't fully understand where they stand, I'm going to ask somebody like, Hey, where's your headspace? And I'm going to let, I'm going to, I'm going to let that evolve into like, as they tell me what's going on. And this comes in handy really too, as a, as a teammate, a squad mate, um, as a, as a trainer and a coach, like being able to just sit back, shut your mouth, maybe ask the right questions to better understand somebody's spot. And so I can help them. So I'm able to do this because I'm always trying to, you know, people that want to put themselves in to be trainers and coaches need to be able to put themselves in a good spot to then help others. And that's where a lot of this is coming down to my, my very final point is going to really tie this all in. Um, and then spiritually, if, if you are a spiritual person, if, if you hold to a certain belief system, um, you know, I, there's a, I shared this with somebody. There's a really famous uh, rugby coach, I think out of California. I don't remember. Um, Highland rugby. There, there's a movie about it called forever strong. He, uh, that coach is one of the coaches of the, one of the best, um, uh, non-professional leagues of rugby, though I think they do play some professional teams. However, um, he had a great quote, and this ties in with the spiritual thing. It's like, um, you know, if you're going to be a be a Baptist, be the be best Baptist you can be. If you're going to be a Catholic, be the best Catholic you can be. Um, if you're going to be uh, a Mormon, be the best Mormon you can be. And again, this just comes down to, I mean, and if you're not going to be religious, then just be the best person you can be. This comes down to like whatever whatever you're going to be about, whatever you're going to preach about, live that. Let let again let that develop who you are as a person, you know. And it, and again, if if there's no religious system there, um, that's fine. Just be a good person, you know. I I've, I've met these people that some of the, you know some of the um, people that don't follow any particular faith have been really good friends of mine. I, I don't care, you know. I don't really care what race you are. I don't care what you follow. I don't care what your heritage is. I don't even care where you live, to be honest. I mean, I hope you're trying to, you know, better yourself no matter what. But that's the thing is, are you a good person? Are you, are you bettering yourself? Can I trust you around my family? Can I trust you with my kids? That's what I look for in a person. That's what you should look for in yourself. Hey, am I a good enough person that somebody could trust me? You know, and again, and there's a lot of people out there we just don't jive with. And we have to be honest with that, you know, like, hey, you know, as a person, he's a, he's a good person. Um, or he's, he's an overall okay dude. I just don't jive with him. I've come across plenty of people like that too. I know that overall, you know, he's not doing any bad. He's not doing any bad to me, but we just don't jive, but I'm going to be nice to him. I'm going to be respectful, you know? Uh, and then when it coming back to kind of our family unit or organizations where we live or the military, um, I'm reading through extreme ownership again by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Uh, which I'd recommend as a, as a really good read for anybody. 
very early on in the book, I, I love this quote um, or this topic they go over that is, uh, there's no bad teams, there's only bad leaders. So there's no bad teams, there, there's only bad leaders. Everyone in a team and a family has something to contribute, something very unique. Um, there can also be some foundational skills kind of that everyone shares and you know that they're all competent in. So you know that everyone can you know, fulfill, say, you know, this, you know, a task. Everyone can do it. But there's something individually and unique that everyone can bring to the table. But if there's not a leader or leaders, so, you know, husband, wife, you know, whatever, um, or if you're a co-manager with somebody else, um, or like myself, I have a platoon commander, I'm a platoon sergeant. You know, there's different hierarchical statuses there, sure, but we work together for the benefit of the section. Everything we do, everything we talk about, everything we discuss and plan is for our team to be the best in the unit, if not the company, if not um, the battalion or division. We want people to, to, to notice and know that 323 Cat 1 Titan or call sign Titan is locked on dudes. They're knowledgeable. They're adapting. They're strong mind. They're strong will. They're going to get after it with violence of action and they're going to follow commander's intent and they're going to execute on objective with, you know, just speed and violence. But then at the same time, we can also fulfill other duties within Cat. So that's the thing. No bad teams, only bad leaders. And it's fantastic. I think it says more than I ever could, just in those little simple words. On top of that, this is a thought I had today as I was driving home, and I probably should have recorded then. But um, within that framework, no bad teams, only bad leaders, you're only as strong as your weakest link. We hear this a lot growing up, especially within team sports. You're only as strong as your weakest link. Okay. So there's two things that can happen. One, I'm going to address the very obvious. One, you come together or there's some type of mentor and you build up that weak link. Okay. I'll be honest. I thought about this too. Is the flip side of that is at some point, stop carrying dead weight. Over time, if you're continuing to exercise all these extra efforts on this weak link, quote unquote, but at the same time, you exerting all of that, one, the person's not progressing, or it's pretty much like you have to lead a horse to water for every single thing. I'm going to tell you right now, at least for myself, it's not worth the time. It's not worth the headache, and it's not worth dealing with somebody that can't fix themselves. Seeing this time and time again, stop carrying dead weight. At, at some point, you, you have to push away because all it's going to do is drag you down. That weak link. Okay, so great example. The one I thought of that just popped back in my head. We're going to go medi medieval times here or really anything. So medieval times. Okay, uh, a shirt of chain mail, right? It's, it's little interlocking rings, really tiny, but sometimes they're, they're big and thick too. But um, they can really be any size, but it's an entire shirt made up of these, these ring, these metal rings that are clamped together. Okay. A weak link, one weak circle. I wish I had my little thing here. You could so you could really see one weak circle could be the difference between a sword slash stab 
or arrow piercing your body. One weak link, one out of, and, and it's, again, I mean, we're talking, you know, if you're watching the YouTube, I'm making a big circle, but I mean, I'm going to make a small, I mean, you're talking like, you know, the size of, you know, pretty much the whole of my ringed up fingers. So no more than maybe a half inch, you know, again, it all depends on what you're using. One weak link can be glancing blow, bruising blow, or potentially piercing the skin, causing you potentially serious harm no matter where they hit you. One weak link. So what can we do there? Okay, well, if the link, if the link gets noticed, like say in battle prep, so PCCs and PCIs, that's pre-combat checks, pre-combat inspections. So you know, prepping for a job before you step out on something, making sure your tools are there, making sure everything's in working order, uh, making sure your team's set up for success, really checking all, all your, dotting your I's and crossing your T's, right? So if you're checking this chain, chain mail shirt and this one link is busted or it's loose or it's kind of come undone, you can either fix it yourself or you take it to the blacksmith or the armor smith and you know, they tighten it up. Okay, well, it's gonna come a time where, cool, if we can fix it, tighten it up, put it back in line, make it sure it's, you know, fulfills the integrity of the entire garment, perfect. If you take it and this keeps happening, this same link gets loose, gets loose, and maybe we notice, hey, there's a lot of rust on there. Hey, you haven't, one, you either haven't maintained it, or two, it, it's bad metal. It's bad metal, there, there's just excess corrosion in it, or it's, it's chipped, cracked, damaged in some way that it's just not gonna retain tension. Guess what? You take it out of the chainmail shirt. You take it out and you replace it. Okay, I hope everyone kind of followed me on that one, is you get rid of dead weight. Stop carrying a weak link, thinking, oh, we're only as strong as the weakest link, so we just need to grind, keep grinding and get better, but that weak link just doesn't do anything. Now, this could be someone's attitude. This could be someone's actions, someone's mental state. If it's something that continues becoming a problem, you don't need it. At the same time, if this is you and we're working within this finding and developing more about you and, excuse me, and how you're going to do it, and there's somebody out there with enough care and love in their heart to say, hey, dude, you're messed up. Hey, girl, you got to get this under control. Like someone that's going to be like honest with you, not going to fluff you up, not going to hype you, not going to keep you in that, that, that good mental space because, oh, we're going we're gonna to be worried about, you know, the harm, you know, that's going to happen or, you know, how bad they're going to feel about themselves. Look, if you want it bad enough, you're going to take criticism. If you want to change bad enough, you're going to listen. Now, if your ego's too big, if your pride's too large, someone's just wasting their breath. You just think you're, you're hot stuff. There's nothing, there's nothing in the world that's going to make you better except what you think you want to do. I'm always looking to get better. I'm always talking to other professionals. I'm talking to people I respect. I'm, talk, you know, I'm, look, I'm searching you know, the, the social media pages and the podcast of successful business people. You know, what do I need to think about? How do I need to expand my scope of thinking? How is it that I can better my business so that it's, you know, it's not just a little hole in the wall, Jim. It's not just a small PT for uh, personal training uh, group class format. No, I'm, I'm building an empire. I'm working really hard for the thing that's going to provide for my family exponentially over the years. But it starts, it started in a rough year, but I didn't care. 
I allowed myself maybe two, three days to freak out about it. And then after that, I was like, guess what? I'm not going to let 2020 get me down. I'm not going to let COVID define my business's success or not. I'm going to do that. I have directly, there's a reason I, I, I stopped working for other people. I wanted to be the boss of me. I wanted to know that if I succeeded or failed, that's on my shoulders. So how bad do I want it? How bad do I want to succeed in life? Bottom line, if there's anything to work harder at, it's becoming a better person, defining you, getting better physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, tie all these pieces of the wheel together, put all the spokes in the wheel so that you can turn in a positive direction. Okay. What's the point I want to end on here? There we go. Be a good person. Just because we're in a pandemic and things are crazy and there's some political nonsense going on doesn't give us the right to be rude to other people. You know, I kind of told somebody off in Walmart today um, because let's just be honest, Walmart's a Petri dish of more than just COVID ever. And if your employees aren't going to wear a mask properly, and if half the other people or the three people that walked in front of me that were your buddies walked in without masks, and then you tell me that I have to wear a mask, I'm going to call you out on your BS. And just, I am. On the flip side of that, I was still polite to this person. I was extremely respectful. I respectfully declined. And in other cases, people right now need more hope. No matter where I am, even outside of the pandemic, everything going on right now, you still need to treat people with respect and discipline. No matter who you are, if I pass you, my eyes are up. I'm not looking at the ground. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not looking to some, you know, for something to distract me from interacting with a fellow human being. I'm going to say good morning, good afternoon, sir or ma'am. Have a great day. Or I'll crack a joke to a random stranger about something stupid, but it'll get them to laugh, get them to chuckle. You know, maybe they were thinking about something rough and I got them to just distract from that for a hot minute. Maybe they lost their job. And some random stranger just cracked a joke and you know what? Had a little positivity beam into their life. Okay. There's a lot of unknown right now. There's a lot of fear. We don't know what's going to happen. Okay. But that's also life. No, nobody knows what we're going to wake up to tomorrow. We, we cannot affect the future outside of our own life and our, our family's lives. So take care of each other. Take care of you. If there's something you failed at, if you hurt loved ones, if you've hurt yourself, if you're not in a good spot, if you're trying to get better, get better. Just do it. Yeah, easier said than done, right? Maybe you feel like you're up against the world. Trust me. Everyone's situation is unique. Everyone's trials in life are, some, you know, some are familiar. A lot are very specific to you. Some are based off the choices of other people around you. Maybe loved ones that hurt you. Maybe um, something going on in your community. You know, there's certain things out of, out of our control. And, you know, and what are you going to do? The best thing you can do is, Make sure you don't get hurt again. Make sure that your, your family and your kids are taken care of. 
you know, look after those that, you know, can't look after themselves. You know, the big reason I joined the Marine Corps is um, I wanted to be one of the best. I wanted to find something that I could find uh, a lot of pride in belonging to and being a part of. And I felt like I had a lot to offer um, as far as my capabilities and mindset with the Marine Corps. And it's pretty much fulfilled itself. On top of that, um, being aware of the state of the country is in uh, and the state of the mindset of other people is I, I joined to um, fight in the place of those that can't fight for themselves. Um, the people that are maybe being rejected from service or can't do to one policy or another. Um, and then I'm willing to stand up and fight for those that just won't, won't step forward, won't volunteer to be of service for their, their community as a whole. And, you know, war conflict serves policy. MCDP one war fighting plan is day. I understand that. I'm sometimes at the mercy of, of politicians' wills and, and national interest. Um, but at the same time, it's a volunteer fighting force, myself and others. So you veterans out there, I thank you. Okay, I, I know some of you get it, but I'll tell you what, I, I've lived in places where I didn't. Not that I expected it, not that I wanted it, but it was a transition moving out here more, more west, uh, more Midwest, and um, hearing people genuinely uh, say, hey, thank you for your service. Um, it was just kind of like, oh, like, you know, more you know, people actually believe this. You know, people actually say these things. You know, so I know that there are many out, out there that maybe live somewhere where you're maybe not thanked enough. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your service. I want to thank you all you men and women out there that have raised your hand and volunteer, volunteered to see freedom and independence and the civil rights of this country stand firm and continue being a foothold. Please, everybody, keep your minds, keep your head up. Keep your minds elevated. Don't get stuck in the, don't get stuck in the muck of right now. It's the worst thing you could do. Don't get stuck in the muck. Keep your heads up. Keep your powder dry. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Vets and Barbells. Talk to you next time.